You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back to Real Talk with me, Mason Bray. Now, this episode is not like a normal episode. Usually here I would be like, so, today we have, but I don't have anyone. And it's taken me a few weeks to figure out what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say, other than a post on Instagram, but Broadway has lost one of the greats. Stephen Sondheim passed away a few weeks ago, um, and I know that I'm only 15 and I didn't meet him, but his impact on my life has been so great that I couldn't not make this episode. So getting into how he impacted me, um, when I was 11 or 12, um, my acting studio that I always went to shut down and it had always been a safe place for me, a building that I could go to to get away from everything, but it had shut down and they were still going to be around. They were just going to different buildings and it was going under a different name. Not that big of a change, but it was significant to me to the point where I thought about giving up because that change, I didn't want to make it. I wanted to have that place, but since I couldn't, I was thinking about giving up and I had had not a great experience with some of the shows that I'd been doing. But then there was auditions for Into the Woods Junior, which I didn't really know what it was about, but I read it and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, all the fairy tales together, but I didn't really understand it. I didn't know who Stephen Sondheim was as much of a theater nerd I was. I didn't really know who he was, what he did, um, until that show. And I realized he's a genius. If you didn't know, he's phenomenal. Um, even though it was a junior show, that's a whole nother story. It literally just the first act, but I don't have time to rant about that. But yeah, just seeing that story and how he pieces together every song to make the story intertwine and develop the characters is so amazing. And it's not like the characters are overly complex. They're normal people that he just develops these songs into to make it super relatable to everyone in the audience, which I think is utmost genius. And then shortly after that show, I got a call from one of my past guests, Matthew Herman, to come audition for his full production of Into the Woods as Jack. And obviously I said yes to that. So that was 2019. That was the weekend of my birthday is when that show happened. I was Jack. It was great. Um, My voice was about to change, so I was losing it. Um, I was mad. But it was so rewarding to be able to mess up on your fault every night, even if it was messing up. It truly made me appreciate how he wrote the rhythms for people that don't even know rhythm. But now I have it drilled in my head. But it wasn't my fault. I was given those beans. You persuaded me to trade with Macau for beans. Yeah. So... 
We got to that, and then the pandemic came. Nothing happened for a really long time, and then we get to, um, I think at that point it was September. Matt called the entire cast again, and they were like, hey, you want to do this show again outdoors? Just to bring us back from the pandemic. And I think that's where his work got into me most, was October, September of 2020. And after theater had been shut down for so long, his work is what got me back into the theater, back onto a stage. Um, and I played Jack again. My voice had changed by then a little bit. Having his work there to help me through the pandemic and help me out of the pandemic was a huge step in my career, I say in air quotes, um, even though I'm 15. But yeah, and there's some episodes on here. I think Eric Whitaker, I interviewed while sitting at the amphitheater where I did that show. But we lost him a few weeks ago. He was just at company at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater um, just a few nights before for their first preview. And it was really saddening once I saw the news on Twitter that he had passed, and I immediately texted my friend Martina Cunha, who you might hear from in a little bit, about um, Stephen Sondheim's impact on his life. But I texted him, and I was like, oh my god, have you seen? And he said, what, what? And I said, Sondheim passed. And we both were crying for so long, because we both know that he's had such a big impact on our lives. Um, And then later that weekend, they had a tribute for him in Times Square. Um which my lovely friend, B-Way Show, Shoshana, um, she documented, and here is some of the audio from that. And then on top of that little bit of singing, because I can't show the full thing or listen to the full thing because of copyright, Lin-Manuel Miranda gave a beautiful speech reading from a book from Sondheim. This had me bawling when I saw it, and oh my god, I don't know if I've still recovered. Um, yeah, let's listen to that. This is also from B-Way Show. Page 32 on Sunday. This is the only lyric I've written that consists of one long incomplete sentence. I wanted it to be like the descriptive caption you might read in the museum next to the painting. I hoped that the tone would echo the permanence of the painting, which is not only a miracle of composition and innovative technique, but also a satirical piece of reportage, something Lapine had pointed out to me. Surratt was as much a cartoonist as a painter. Once, during the writing of each show, I cry at a notion, a word, a chord, a melodic idea, an accompaniment figure. Only once in each case, curiously enough, since I'm an easy crier at works of art, particularly those made by others. For example, with Anyone Can Whistle, it was the phrase, hold me, at the end of With So Little To Be Sure Of, against the chord underneath. Follies, it was the word home, and the right girl. Pacific Overture is the last line of someone in a tree. Only cups of tea, and history, and someone in a tree. And barely ro we roll along the veil to our time. In this show, it was the word forever in Sunday. I was suddenly moved by the contemplation of what these people would have thought if they'd known they were being immortalized. And in a major way, in a great painting. I still cry when I think about it, but then I cry at Animal Planet. <laughs> Often. One more line from James Lapine and we'll sing. 
white, a blank page or canvas, his favorite. So many possibilities. Oh, oh my God. Just those pages are so beautiful and a great tribute to Sondheim. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his name right, but Eric Bergen, Bergen, I don't know, sorry, um, organized that with all present company members of all of the Broadway shows open right now, and they all participated in singing Sunday from Sunday in the Park with George, written by Stephen Sondheim, which I think was an absolutely brilliant tribute to one of the greatest artists that this industry has ever seen. And also some of the other ways that you can um, celebrate his life is um, a one-on-one -on -one interview that he did with Patti Lapone last February that just aired on CBS This Morning, I think. But yeah, there has been several different pieces of art that have been created in his memory, which I think are all worth a look. So if you want to check the description of this episode, I will try to remember to put in some of the links to those so everyone can share the love of Sondheim. And you can tag me on Twitter and I will start a conversation with you about how you um, got into Stephen Sondheim and how he affected your career. But I also wanted to get a few friends in on this. So some of my friends sent in audio clips of how Stephen Sondheim impacted their lives so here is Martin Acuna. Hey, this is Martin Acuna, host of Backstage Talk Podcast. And when I think of Stephen Sondheim, I just think about the greatest of them all. He understood how to move his audience's deepest fibers. And personally, I understood the power of words in storytelling. He was a wordsmith in all the meaning of that word. Yes, we love Martine. Um, yeah, Stephen Sondheim was so amazing at his job. And I was so excited to hear about Square One, and I hope that there's some dedication to Stephen Sondheim in that, to where we get to see that final show of his. Um, and on top of including Martine, um, there's also one of my friends who's posted on Facebook some of the interactions that he's had with um, Stephen Sondheim before he passed away over email, and his name is Jared Bradshaw. He was on Broadway with Jersey Boys and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and you can go to his social media to see his interactions with Stephen Sondheim and how just wonderful of a person he actually was. I just want to thank you so much for listening. And also, if you want to connect to Broadway with me, you can go to my Instagram and Twitter to enter in a giveaway of three Broadway playbills. I have um, Moulin Rouge, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Chicken and Biscuits um, giving away right now on my Instagram with also a special surprise that will be announced later this week. And for those, just go to my Instagram at underscore realtalk underscore pod for all the official rules and what is being given away. See you next week. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. 
They'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.